This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Are you surprised they essentially kept four corners? Now, they claimed one today, obviously, and they claimed a tight end uh, as well. Ben Sims, who played at Baylor and was with the Vikings. But they also claimed a, a DB, too. That safety room is garbage. Uh, and the corners having only four corners, and one of which is Stokes, and again, they don't really give you any updates on the health of, of Stokes as far as when he's going to be back. I, I don't, I, I guess I'm concerned about depth at cornerback, and I am concerned about just the safety position in general. Like, if you told me they cut Savage, I wouldn't think any less of the secondary next year. If you told me they cut Rudy Ford, I probably wouldn't think any less of the secondary uh, for the upcoming season. Anybody would have get, gets cut in that safety room and go, okay, yeah. It's not going to be earth shattering. It's not going to change my opinion of their record at the end of the season. Maybe I'm I'm wrong on the safety position, but it's just not good. And the depth at corner now keeping four also concerns me, especially when one guy, we don't even know when he's going to play. So let's put these in a buckets and let's start with the corners. Yep. There are plenty of situations where you may only have four corners active on game day, even if you have more on the roster. So that by itself isn't super worrisome. We don't know when Eric Stokes is going to return, yep. but we know when he isn't going to return. He's first on four weeks, right? First four weeks, minimum first four games. He is going to miss. Now he may come back right after that, but those are still four weeks that you have to manage. Now they clearly feel good among other things, about the seventh-round rookie, Carrington Valentine. I wrote about him at the Leap, tried to figure out why he almost went undrafted. You talk about guys who barely got drafted. He was like 20, 30 picks away from being a UDFA. And kind of what I was able to figure out talking to my contacts around the league is that he sort of like didn't go to the wrong program in the sense of like it's bad to be in Kentucky, and it definitely is not the case. It's a great developmental program, but he sort of went to the wrong program for being an early entry into the draft. You know, he spent only three years at Kentucky and then declared that's something that almost never happens. They've only had, I, th- I think I looked it up, since the turn of the century, seven players who left after less than four seasons played from Kentucky that got drafted. And one of those was a supplemental player. He was not expecting to miss his final season of college he was just forced into it by the ncaa so this is a player that a lot of teams especially in that sort of preseason scouting period where you have blesto and national football scouting doing those initial reports he got a preferred free agent grade that was probably just perfunctory because no one expected him to declare after the 2022 season so he kind of looks like that very rare these days diamond in the rough who not that he's actually gonna be a superstar but a playable cornerback as a seventh round rookie you know they have with him, multiple guys can play the boundary. They're pretty comfortable at this point with Keyshawn Nixon in the slot, and they've played Razul Douglas there in the past. Jair Alexander obviously could play there as well because he can play anything you ask him to. So I don't think it's an issue a corner 
before Eric Stokes comes back, just because of all the flexibility they have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's go to safety. Totally different story. There really is no ideal outcome here because Darnell Savage, a player who performed so poorly in 2022 that he got benched for a long stretch, is the one quote-unquote sure thing in that group. Like yep. Rudy, Rudy Ford, we think, is going to be the week one starter next to uh, Darnell Savage. But like that could change. And even if he starts a week one, it could be someone entirely different in week two. Like there will probably be changes to that safety room over the course of the season, just because they don't have anyone in that group that they can trust. And even if they're not a Super Bowl contender in 2023, they want to be competitive. So I think that room is going to see a lot of change between now and the end of the regular season. The guy that they picked up off of waivers, the defensive back Zane Anderson is probably going to see more action at safety, but really he's a special teamer like that. That's not, a role that I think at this point they anticipate him playing, but you know, that situation can change too, right? Like Rudy Ford was claimed off waivers last year as a special teamer, ended up being, at least for a time, a starting safety in 2022 and is going to be, we think, a starting safety in 2023. So all of that says that safety room is going to be a mess in all likelihood for the foreseeable future. And I, I think between the end of this season and the start of 2024, it is going to have an entirely different set of personnel because no one in that group is signed other than the rookie, Anthony Johnson, beyond this season. Why wouldn't they, and I'm going to be fan guy here, why wouldn't they just go get Buda Baker? Give up the pick that you have to give up and just go at least get one good safety that can maybe help out whoever is playing next to him in that secondary. My answer to that question, Violet, you answer is, because they don't care about winning this year. This is not about winning. This is about developing all your young guys, and we'll play to win in like 2025 is my guess. Two years from now is when you'll see them actually get aggressive to go get veterans to fill holes to try and really make a run here. Now, if they win 9, 10 games, good, you'll be ecstatic. Like, okay, that's way better than we thought. But they're fully ready to have Carlson miss kicks, love make mistakes, wide receivers running the wrong routes, causing uh, fiasco mistakes. They're ready for all of that, and they're willing to take the bumps as they go, and I think that's why they're not, they don't have a veteran plays kicker, why they're okay going forward with all these young guys at wide receiver being short at tight end. I know they just got this kid from Baylor, but still. You still don't have that veteran tight end in that room that I think everybody wanted. That, that's my reasoning of why they don't get Buda Baker, but I'm sure there's more to it. I'm glad you brought up Buda Baker because Pierre Bukowski, my co-founder at The Leap, just wrote about this this morning Perfect. after the Jonathan Taylor like trade report. Jonathan Taylor, as we've already discussed, is going to cost a lot if you're even hypothetically truly interested, and he doesn't really move the needle enough to justify that cost, especially for a team that, as you accurately put it in my view, isn't really playing to compete in 2023. Buda Baker is a different story for a variety of reasons. One... It is a position that this particular team needs a lot more help at. You know, running back is not an issue. It's a strength for this team as it is. Safety, weakest part of the roster. Certainly the weakest part of the defense. So you're addressing a weakness there. Buda Baker is someone who can be a longer-term part of this team than someone, you know, at the same age at other positions. Like, he's 27. 
you know, that's not super young, but at a safety, you can play into your 30s. You know, Adrian Amos played extremely well until maybe his last season in Green Bay when he was at, at the other side of 30. You can get several good seasons out of him in all likelihood. And it's probably going to cost less than what it would cost to get Jonathan sure. Taylor. So you add all the things together, and that's the kind of deal that makes more sense if they're going to make that kind of deal. 